Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You guys having fun? How many excited? Come on now. You pumped or what? Telling you, man. How many got? How many got some good stuff last night? You pulled some stuff in. Oh yeah. We're just gonna continue in the revelation, and then you know, I, I think we'll do the offering at the end. I kind of like that this way. Then you can kind of release your faith in, in, in where, where where you're going. And um, I think God gave me even more stuff, and it was good because um, you know, the online guys are watching. Thank you for sharing. It's so important that we share because um. We reach more people, you know. I just I was talking, just talked to a great pastor today, you know. He's, maybe he's watching, a really really nice guy. He just was watching, got to work, got a church, you know what I mean? If people share, you know, and then he, he said he said somebody shared it with me, and you know, it was good, just good, just good. How God puts things together where you could just be a blessing, and you know, relationships, everything. But I really believe um that this is um revelation is um it's nothing new. We just discovered it though. Does that make sense? Is that okay? It's been in the Bible forever. We just discovered we just discovered an open door, so we got to walk through it, you know. And I think it's important that it, um, without revelation, sometimes you don't have faith for something. Right. And now we got we got we got faith for it. And now that we got faith for it, because the revelation gave us faith for it, you better run with it. Right. Now you you came to put the work in, you know. People watching and people watch this ten years from now and probably get the same thing, but. We're opening, like, it's like the Bible says the word of God's a lamp into the feet, light into the path. When light shows up, it gives you a revelation of something you didn't see before. Yeah. You know, because I'm thinking like, okay, I sow. I've been sowing for 20 some odd years, you know, whenever I got saved. And I sow, I give, I sow seed. Reaping, what do I do? I sow and I give and that's it. Kick back and wait for God. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, it's like you, you need to be the sower and the reaper. I'll be the increaser, but you got to be the reaper. Right. I'm like, well, that's news to me. Yeah. What, am I, what, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? I, th- I thought that was on you, you know? When he said, no, I'm the growing side of the seeds on my, me. The reaping side's on you. You put the sickle in. And I'm going to show you tonight how to do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to do it. And I was like, oh, great. You know what I mean? But hey, I'd rather learn now than not learn at all. That's why you got to be. That's why you got to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and um, that's why it's so important that you really pull these truths in. Yeah. You know, you really do. I'm serious. Like, this way you really got to pay attention in here, because I don't want something to go by you. You know, because I really believe. Like, I did, I'm so glad God let us see through this door, because it's like I, I sow, and then you, and then you, I wait for you, and He's like, no, 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 you sow. I increase and then you reap. Amen. Well, how do I reap? You know, how do I reap it? I didn't know. He said by faith and being led by the spirit of God. And that's news to me, you know. And then this morning I, I, I was in my time, my quiet time. I got five things I'm going to give you. I, I never prayed. I never prayed for my finances. You know what I'm saying? Like I prayed like that, but I didn't pray in the spirit about it. I didn't know you could. And the Lord was like, you have to pray in the spirit for your finances. Now, a lot of guys might differ with this, but I don't care. It's like if you heard different teaching, I don't, it's all right. It, this is for you guys. I, I checked my heart. I made sure I was right. You can. It's a mystery. I don't know where it is. 
And I'm going to talk about that tonight. It's, you know where it is? You know where your money is? You know where your job is? You know where your career is? You know where, I don't know where it is. It's a mystery to me. He said, how being in the spirit, when a man prays in unknown tongues, he prays out the mysteries. And I'm going to tell you what the number one thing was. Write this down because it's on my spirit now. It settles my soul after I pray about it. And if that's the only thing I'm doing, that's enough for me. Amen. Mm. Did you you get that? Because I'm, yeah, because I I don't know what else to do. And before I get into worry, you understand what I'm saying? And before I start getting into worry and anxiety and fear and all that other goofy stuff that comes when you got pressure, especially financial pressure, it lets me bury, bury it once and for all in my soul that I did every, I'm not working for it. You understand this? Yes. But I did everything I could do in my power. It's out of my hands now Amen. until, now watch, till I reap it. Yes. Now it takes time to grow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, go pray in tongues for it. And, and the Lord had to remind me, he's like, you're the guy who told him, put a picture in your mind, put a money picture in your mind. Yes. Pray in the spirit. And it's all being led by the spirit. Do you understand this? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So go pray in tongues about money. And then I got, I got a little bit. I said, man, it's kind of weird, you know, a little bit. You know what's funny? God doesn't care about giving you his wallet as long as he gets your heart. Yes. And I thought, it's, like, it's a slippery slope. You think like, well, God, I'm going to come to you just for the increase. He goes, you, everybody does that all the time. Mm-hmm. You go to God for your prayers. You, you know what I mean? You're not using God. Please understand me. God has no problem with you seeking him that way so he can reveal to you so your joy will be full. That's the Bible. And then you start cultivating relationship even more. So you can pray in tongues for your money. That's news to me. The Lord said to me, he said, well, is, you know what he asked me? I'm serious. I'm just telling you what he told me. He goes, well, do you know where your harvest is? I said, absolutely not. He said, who's the Lord of the harvest? I said, you are. He goes, well, don't you think I know where it is? It's in the earth. It ain't in heaven. It ain't coming from heaven. I don't need it to come from heaven. I just need him to give me direction in the earth. I don't know where to go. Well, how am I going to know how to be led by the spirit of God if being led by the spirit of God? He said, you pray it out. You understand? You 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 might make the right turn or the right. Now, listen, you don't go anywhere with that grubby spirit on you, you know, where like, oh, where your sob story in it. You just go, you just go being led. You might just show up at the right place, right time. Don't say nothing. And people would just be like, now, today's your day. How'd that happen? Y'all have been here before and seen it happen. You know exactly what I'm saying. You feel led of the Lord to go somewhere. You felt led of the Lord to go see you. Something was like, and the next thing you know, you got blessed and God was setting you up. But you didn't go because you went for something. It just found you in the, in the setup. So it's important. So we're going to go through them, okay? So it's all right to pray in the spirit about this stuff. Because how about in, be in the spirit? He prays out mysteries, okay? Now let's look. I got a lot of word for you, but we'll see how much we can get out. And then, like, you know, maybe I'll carry some of this over into, you know, the business fellowship Saturday. So show up for that. You know, I'll carry that over. Business fellowship, don't forget, it's Saturday. It's going to be... Um, um, Saturday for the kingdom, t- uh, the tenth at nine thirty. So we're going to be here. Look at Ecclesiastes eleven one. You like this stuff? Yes. It's good, right? Ecclesiastes eleven one. We're going to. King James is great. Now write these scriptures down. She'll pop up. Ash is doing a great job. Cast thy bread upon thy water, for thou shalt find it after many days. That's sowing. Remember, mm-hmm. talking about that. Now, how many of you want your seed to show up automatically? Everybody does, <laughs> but we don't like waiting for nothing, right? Look at look what it says over here in verse four. We'll just skip on down because the other stuff's cool, but I don't really care about trees falling to the north. All right. He that observeth the wind, 
shall not sow. Okay? So he's saying, look, he's saying, what stops you from sowing? Circumstances. Yeah. Obstacles. Now, here's where you got to get, you got to get top heavy. You got to be, you got to be sensitive to sow when God tells you to sow. I believe it's strategic. Mm -hmm. Now, this is beyond tithing. This is why you can't, this is why I didn't want to do this on a Sunday morning. Because you blow people out. You know what I mean? They're like, oh my God, you know, I'm struggling with tithing. Now this guy's talking about giving offerings. Like, uh, what, what is this about? Well, we understand that Malachi chapter 3 is simple for you guys. Mm -hmm. Your tithe's alone, man. Yeah. All you are is giving back to God what he gave you. Yeah. You're, you're not going to really prosper just being a tither. Right. You know, he'll protect your harvest with your tithe. But to get to the place you guys want to get to, it's going to take offerings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't ask you to get, like, you know, too far out. Just go read Malachi, and you'll, it'll, 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 it'll bear witness with your spirit. Like, okay, so I got to be sorry. And here's what you got to remember. Like produces like. Yeah. So whatever you want, because God taught me this. He said, I said, because in the beginning of this, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. Right. I said, how in the heaven am I going to do all this stuff? I don't have enough supply. Mm -hmm. You know, I just started dreaming big, and I'm like, where am I, I going to do this? He said, remember, he said, I'm going to either give you the thing itself that you're believing for, or I'm going to give you the seed to get the thing. When he said that, he got my attention. I was like, I don't understand that. What does that mean? He said, I'm gonna, so say you're believing God for, I don't know, a phone, right? A $1,200 phone. Somebody right now is going, man, I got 1200 bucks to blow on no stupid phone, right? He goes, well, wait a minute. I'll give you 25 bucks. That's the seed to get what you want. That's what breaks limitation off your life. Once seed principles hit your life, yes. limitation is broken. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't need to have the, the, the exchange. I just need to have a seed. This seed will produce the exchange. It'll make up the difference of what I lack. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, there's a level of equivalent seed, you know, that people got to get, and you grow in that, so don't get nervous. Because usually it's like this. And, you know, I was in Bible school. Keith Moore said something so strong. He's the one who taught me this. He said this. He said, you sow in increments, you'll reap in the increments you sow. Yeah. So if you sow in hundreds, you reap in hundreds. You sow in thousands, you reap in thousands. You sow in tens of thousands. It, it's laws. Okay? So don't freak out. You got to develop yourself to get there. Okay? Okay. You understand? But you can't put 20 bucks in a bucket and believe God for a $14 million jet. Stop. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's almost ludicrous what some of these people teach people. It's, right. it's literally demented. It's like, it's not fair. You know what I mean? It's like you got to grow yep. to get there and understand like, oh, I put five bucks in. I'm believing God for five million. You, it's not, you have to have a place of equivalent seed because what happens is this, is that the harvest to be that big, you know, God can do miracles, but I'm down with a thousand fold. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. But start understanding what I'm saying. You get better at your giving. Remember when it was tough to sow 20? Come on, everybody was shaking with the first 20, you know. I told him a story. I used, to go to, I used to go to church, and every time I went in, it's like, give all the money, give all the money, give all the money. Every time I walked in the door, give all the money, give all the money, give all the money. I, saw, I left my wallet in the car one day. I said, I'm tired of this. And, God, and then God, you know, I did. I locked it in the glove box. I went into church, and God said, you think you're funny? Next time, bring your, bring your checkbook. And he wasn't playing. I said, this is incredible. He said, I'm not trying to take something from you. I'm trying to get it to you. I'm trying to get it to you. Now, you don't have to always develop this, but just develop in your finances and, and, you know, and don't worry about it. You know, like some of you might do, you know, big projects, whatever project you got. It doesn't make a difference. Just, just grow in the area of faith. You know, we talk about everything. I think we should talk about finances. 
you know, we do a healing seminar, we do a faith seminar, we do a prayer seminar. Well, it's okay to do a money seminar, okay? Because it's important. So don't look at the win, because if you look at the obstacles, you won't sow. Does that make sense? How many times have you gone to sow a seed and talked yourself out of it? Stop. God reminded me, it's funny. I really felt like, I really felt like my, part, my personal partnership was very important because we got partners. Right. And once I got partners, I had greater responsibility. So my partnership meant a lot. So I said, where do I partner? And how good of a partner am I? Because whatever you want, you'll get. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But you got to sow for it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what starts happening is sometimes in my area of partnership, I started looking. I said, man, I better pick up the pace. It's personal. I'm just telling you personally. What am I trying to explain? Sometimes you go to sow seeds and you talk yourself out of it. Right. We've all done it. You make excuses. Not a good time. You know, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Cut it out. Stop. If God speaks, get obedient. Now, if, it, if, it's, if it's something you got to work with, just work with it easy. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't stress out. God is more long-suffering than people give him credit. But when God starts dealing with your heart and you know, you know. Don't push that down and forget about it because procrastination is a problem. And we all got it. Because if you look, right, so obstacles, bad timing, whatever it is, forget it. It, it, I think he's never really checked in with me to ask me, is this convenient for you to give right now? Usually it's miserable. Yeah. It really is. It's like he doesn't really do it. A lot of times God's, to me, I think God doesn't really check in to see like, oh, is this, is this your convenient moment for you to sow your seed? Right. No, this is absolutely horrendous for me to sow my seed. Why do you want it now? Because it has to cost you something or it means nothing to you. Amen. See, God's more in the sacrifice of the giving than the gift. You understand? So you got to realize that stuff. So he says, when you sow, look right here, right? It says, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. So what's that mean? That means you're looking at obstacles. You're looking at circumstances. You're looking at, you're looking at, you're looking at the, the circumstances coming at you to say, this is why I can't do this. The economy, right? How many have been here? The economy's bad, Right? Oh, my, my, my portfolio stinks right now. Stop it. Shut all that nonsense down and get obedient. If you want to get there, this is how it's going to get there. Because you've got to be willing and obedient. You know what I'm saying? So, and God's not going to ask you to do some crazy off the wall thing. But he's going to challenge you in the arena of giving because your heart is there. Right. Why is money? Why is money? It's funny. You know, Brother Hagin said it. When he said it, I didn't understand it. I, let me, I'll just talk to you from my spirit. Forget about the notes. Yeah. I'm in Rama, right? I start wailing in tongues. Like I'm talking about, I went to prayer school and we're praying. You know, she'll tell you, they've been there. Roxanne's been there. You go in a room, there's like 200 people. I don't know, most of the time, 150, 200 people wailing in tongues. It's like a wave. Like a wave, right? So I go in there, I think these people are crazy, right? I'm like, I pray in tongues, but I don't pray in tongues like this. The whole thing's like a wave. So I catch this thing. I'm like, all right, I might as well go. I mean, the place, I'm here. You know, drink the Kool-Aid, just go all in, right? Whatever. So I did it. I am there, all right? I'm in there. And all of a sudden, God starts hitting me with this thing. And I started picking it up for my personal time. And I'm like, well, you know what? If this is what I got to do, I started like going and going, going and pray. You know, I started praying and I'd go pray and I'd go here and I'd go pray and I'd go there and I'd go pray. 
and then go do all this praying business, you know? And then I'm praying by myself, and I'm getting it in tongues, you know? I'm praying in tongues, just praying in tongues by myself. So I'd go to prayer school and pray, and then go pray in tongues by myself. You got it? Yeah. And all of a sudden, one day, I, I'm not kidding you. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying in tongues loud and bold. So it would be like, you know, everybody knows Miss, everybody knows Junior, Junior Beasy, everybody knows Junior. And I'm and I close my eyes. And Junior's face goes flying before my eyes. But my eyes are closed. Right. But I could see him in, like in this I just I knew these people. I went to school with them. I don't know their name, but it was like Junior's face went flying across my face. I said, I know that guy. And God seriously said, next time you see him, give him money. Amen. I said, this is weird. But, okay, next time I see him, give him money. So I didn't know how much money. You know, how do you do? Man, I'm talking about one time I was in the balcony over there, and, I, and we were praying in the spirit. Blah, 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 blah. I seen this guy, Chris, give him money. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. So now I'm in church. I see the guy down there. I'm on the top, Billy. And I lean down. I say, Chris, Chris, Chris. Hey, hey. He's here. He comes right over. I say, hey, bro. I wadded up like a 20 or 50, whatever it was. I put in a wad because I wanted to, I don't want it to float. I don't know what it was. I threw it at him. I said, hey, God told me to give you this. Here. He starts doing a praise dance. He's like, I don't have no gas in my car to get back. He goes, I might have to push it to the gas station to fill it up. I'm that bone dry, man. And he starts shouting like somebody just gave him a million bucks. He hit lotto because it was his faith move. And I'm starting to put the dominoes together going, man, why is it? Christmas came. I told you the story. I'm praying. Go find seven international students and give them all 100 bucks. I said, this is ridiculous. This is insane. I'm trying to get money. I'm giving money away. And why in the world do I got to do this? This is whacked. So I did it. It wasn't easy, but I did it. And I'm going, what is this? And Brother Hagin, within the next month, said this. He said, if God can't trust you with money, He's never going to trust you with his anointing. Wow. And I got it. He was dealing with my heart because he knew if the financial thing had you, he ain't going to give you the other stuff. Because the only place your heart is really connected is with wealth. It's other places too. But he said, where your heart is, your treasure is. You see what I'm saying? So you know sometimes, man, if it comes down to a buck or following, it's tough. You got to, hey, everybody's got to internally face off with that money devil. I, you think I'm kidding? People sell their soul. And the church, they'll sell their soul all day long. Y'all been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's weird. So just, you know what I mean? You got to face off with that money thing sooner or later. Everybody in the room. Because if it's got you, it's got you. If you got it, it'll know it. And that's what happens. Because you don't ever do anything manipulating. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. You don't ever get like that. You don't ever. I never took an offering in this building for the financial need a day in our life. Not once. Not, you know what I mean? Like pressuring and pushing people. Never. Everywhere I go, I pull that. I don't even care if you take an offering. Now, I demand certain things in the spirit, but that ain't got nothing to do with people. But the only reason why I give people access to give because I know what it's going to take to get you out. It's very uncomfortable. It's a very precarious position, and it makes you become somebody you don't want to be. But you have to be because if people don't sow, they can never break poverty off their life. So in the absence of me really being comfortable, I make myself and put myself in an uncomfortable position because I don't really care. Because I know what it's going to take for you to get there. It's going to be seed. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't going to get. And it started with the homeless guys. 
I was preaching to those guys, and the offering was four bucks and a, and a busted token. But I knew if you don't get these guys to give, they'll never break poverty. Because remember I told you, 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 up until you broke, you're broke, you're shot out all your life, and then God goes, tithe, give, tithe. Now years, days, years, by the time you look back all the way over there, you'll never see anything but increase. But the only way to break lack is with a seed. The potential of a seed. And then, you know, guys like Dr. Rob, he taught me, he taught me more than any of them. Because I was like, how in the world? Because I don't need, I, not, I don't, look, it's cute. All this information is cute, but who did it? I said, how did you do this? He said, I was broke. I said, come on, man. Uh, he said, I was broke. And I said, what'd you do? He said, I snapped the pencil off in the Brother Copeland meeting, put the eraser part in so I could write on the envelope, said, I'll never be broke another day in my life. And shifted my whole life. Drive to church after church was over to bring my tithe. But I knew it would be over, but I drove anyway to bring my tithe to make sure my seed, you were there, PL was with me, to make sure my seed got in the bucket. Church was already over. I was working so hard. I said, okay, now you're talking. You're talking. You're giving principles of how you go from here to there. Brother Norville did it. How you know you don't know nothing? He quit school. He couldn't even do jack. I don't, I don't even think he did all that stuff. He just made money. How'd you do it? I was a business guy. Flipped it. Went and handed out tracks. You know, all those stories. You did. Brother Hagen, I'm broke. He wrote it in a book. I'm broke. We're getting the book. It's in the bookstore. I'm broke. So broke, the wheels on the tire are squeaking. What are you going to do? 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 Right? Broke. Broke. How God taught me about prosperity. He ain't broke no more. Place is huge, you know what I mean? It's out of debt and all that. So I'm like, how'd you do it? So you get, you, get, you get the principles if you want it. Now, people want it. Other people could care less. He that regarded the clouds does what? Shall not reap. So what's that mean? That means you're, 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 you're limited in your ability to do because you're, you are looking at the clouds and making excuses why it's not your time to reap. Right. And everybody in the room is doing it is guilty of it. You know what I mean? I do it too. Well, you know, maybe it ain't this, or maybe it ain't that, or you make excuses, and a lot of you too, you better just start being obedient. Come on. You know what I mean? To go where your God's trying to get you to reap. You can't get lazy. God might tell you to go somewhere you don't want to go, and have you set up for something. That's why you better be led to the Lord. You ever do that? Oh, I've done that so many times, I like to slap myself. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I don't want to go complain about it, and then go and wind up walking out and going, I don't even believe what just happened. You been there? Yeah, because why? Because God's trying to lead you. Now, you don't go there with that grubby spirit on you. You just, I'm complaining on the way there. If the people really knew when I was there how, how the car ride was getting there, they would be like, well, why'd you even come? I said, like, I don't know. I didn't want to come. You know what I mean? And when I got there, I wasn't doctor, you know, attitude. I was just doing my thing, right? You go somewhere, and all of a sudden, something happens. And when it happens, you know that's God. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And then you look back and go, well, thank God I showed up today. Right. Or thank God I went or something happened. He, you got to get led to the Lord. Amen. So don't go out and don't stop making excuses. Yeah. Why not you? Well, I can't live in a house like that. Amen. Why not? Amen. I can't drive a car like that. Why not? It's not about stuff, guys. I can't go to school. Why not? Amen. I can't do this. Why not? I can't have that. Why not? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's, and he gave it to his children. Amen? 
Why not you? Why not now? Why not one God idea? I don't know what you need, but I know what the Bible says. If you keep looking at the clouds, you ain't going to sow. You keep looking at the rain, you ain't going to reap. You start looking at the wind, you ain't going to reap. You got to stop making excuses of why you're not reaping financial increase and get yourself ready to know I'm the reaper and I'm just walking around. How many of you were walking around today with expectancy? Yeah. Right? You were. Why? Because this thing, hope is confident expectation with joyful anticipation. You got a new mindset now. I'm a reaper. I'm not just a sower. Now, God, now here, you want to know why you could talk like that to this group? You're all sowers. Amen. So it ain't no big, the first part you got, I'm a sower. God tells everybody in this room right now, give 10 bucks. Everybody in this room, give 10 bucks. Yep. If people came in, if God, just calm down. This is not me taking an offer and relax. But if God came in here and said, give a thousand bucks and you knew it was God, you'd figure out a way to do it with everybody in the room. Right. Okay, thank you. So we got the sowing part down. Yeah. What about the reaping part? Yes. Tomorrow, get up and go, it's come, it's somewhere, is it? Yeah. Right. You're walking around with a metal detector. It's somewhere. I ain't gonna let nobody know what I'm looking for, but I'm looking for it. Yeah. It's a faith expectation because now I know I'm not just the sower. Because I was the sower and the sitter. Right. I'm sowing and sitting and waiting. Right. Weren't you? Yep. I sow, I sit, I wait. God, when are you going to do? God's like, when are you going to sickle? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what a sickle is. I got stuff for you tonight about that. I asked questions. He gave me answers. I said, well, how do you use a sickle? Yeah, I'm going to teach you this stuff. Yeah, yeah you got to ask God questions. Six o'clock in the morning, I was, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, he started downloading it. I started typing it out. I said, man, I'm, I'm waiting. I need the answers. What are the answers? So he gives you the answers. He'll give you answers for you guys because you guys are smart. Look what it says in Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You know that one, right? Yeah. I got to give you these five. Hey, didn't, you guys didn't start the clock. Ah, that's cool. I got, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Ashley's doing a great job. I looked up. I was like, praise the Lord. I got 45 minutes. <laughs> Look at that. Praise God. It was Stephen that did it. So if you're going to get mad, get mad at Stephen. No, it's not Stephen. Stephen didn't do it. I don't care. It might have been Mr. C. I think he did it. All right. Look, Galatians chapter 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also. For he that sows to his flesh shall what? Come on, reap corruption, right? But he that sows the spirit shall reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we don't faint. Now, this is a guarantee. God said, what? If you sow, you're going to what? You're going to reap. So there ain't no option if it's going to work. Is God a liar? So if God said it, it's true, right? So whatever a man sows, that shall you what? So guess what? There ain't, this is like almost simple math. There ain't no way it can't work. He's God. He don't lie. He's not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of God that needs to change his mind and repent. That's right. What he said is the way it is going to be. Yes. And that's the end of it. Amen. So don't ever get nervous when God starts talking. Remember this. Every time God talks to you about a seed, he's not thinking about the sowing. He's thinking about the harvest he's trying to get to you. Amen. Every time. Thank you, Lord. God's, God's in the harvest business. So if he comes to you with a seed, he's talking about your harvest. Amen. You understand that? So don't get all backed up when you hear, oh, seed. Seed means harvest in God's mind. He just needs seed so he can get it to you. So next time you hear about a seed, don't freak out. Get excited. Because sometimes at first, the shock of it's like, oh, great, now what? Wait a minute, slow down. Remember this, when he talks about a seed, he's already talking about a harvest. Because until you let go of what's in your hand, God can't let go of what's in his. So he's, he's dealing with your spirit to let it go so he can let it go. See what I mean? 
But you can't outgive God, and God, God's not going to be mocked. Whatever He tells you to do, it's going to work. And, and, you, and you can't miss it when it, let me explain it. You can't really miss it. You know what I'm saying? Just hear me. You can miss it on the outside, but you're not going to miss it in the give side. Because the devil ain't never told anybody to give a dollar a day in his life. You know what I'm saying? So if you miss it on the other side, don't worry about it. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he. I just don't want to miss it with the obedience to do. I don't think a lot of us miss it on the other side. Like, okay, God, you give 50 bucks and God, God, God wants you to give 50, you give 100. Big deal. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. You think he's going to remember, forget a seed? No. Look, if he, if he knew that widow gave a mite, That's right. trust me, he knows every dime and dollar. Mm -hmm. And there's an account in heaven because you've got to make withdrawals. Yes. So God knows the arena of give. Yes. So it's important. So I want to give you these five points because I don't want to miss this. Yes. But you've got to understand this. Write this down. This is good. What every, every single harvest is attached to a seed. Don't forget that. Did you get that? So every harvest is attached to seed. So when the seed shows up, it's attached to a harvest. So when you see seed, think harvest. Stop thinking just the sow part. Know the harvest is on the other side. Amen. And now like produces like. You could, you could, you could, you could sow anything and you, you will reap. You understand this? Yep. You'll reap the, the reciprocal of it, like oranges, oranges, pears, pears, right? Whatever you sow towards, you'll reap the same thing. Amen. So that's why if you need something, you sow it. Like say you comp uh, your company needs something, right? So she got a company. She needs a machine. Yeah. Well, obviously, you ain't going to just go buying machines. But what do you do? You sow for it. Yeah. yeah, you sow. You could sow in another company. You could sow into somebody getting one. Yeah. Like if somebody's getting something and you want one, give them money to get it. But you know what I mean? Be specific with it. You understand this? It's important. So you say, well, you're crazy. And I did it. It worked. But you got to do it again. You got to just keep learning that because it breaks limitation off of you because how am I going to go buy that? If I had the money to buy it, I would have bought it already. Amen. So I got to have a seed that gives me access. But then you know what you got to do? You got to start looking to reap. Yes. Don't wait. Just, just, you know, like kind of like keep your open, keep yourself open because you don't know the day of harvest, but you'll know when it comes. And once it comes, you got to get the sickle and go to work. Right. Stop thinking it's off in the future. It might just be today. Amen. Is that all right? Yes, it is. Stop putting it off in time because you, you know, you, you, you're, you're giving yourself excuses. Right. Here's the biggest thing. Laziness is affecting most people's prosperity. That's that Proverbs 10 and 4 and 5. You want, you want, you want to read it in the message? Yep. Lauren likes it, so let's read it in the message. <laughs> yeah, let's read it. We'll read it in the message. But it's important. You can't be lazy. Now, let me explain to you. I'm not talking about not being hard workers. I'm talking about don't get lazy in the spirit that you stop obeying God. God might be leading you, and you're like, hey, Junior, go, go see that company. Why, why do I got to do this? Don't outguess God. Just go. Right. Don't say nothing when you get there, but go. Be led of the Lord. Make those connections. I don't know why. You, you know why. You know how to be led by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you ever go to do something and you don't feel like it's the right time? Yeah. And you ever go feel like, oh, I got to go do that now? Go with the now. Don't be stuck. Look what it says over here. Message. Hey, look at this. Sloth, sloth, being, sloth makes you poor, but diligent brings wealth. Look at five, right? Make hay while the sun shines. That's smart. Go fishing during the harvest. That's stupid. Ain't that good? 
Yeah, I had it in my notes. She liked it too. It was funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's harvest time, but you're going to go jerking around? No, man, don't miss. Don't be going on vacation when it's harvest time. Go get everything you got to get and then go on vacation next month. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. It's a mentality. Like, I'm not going to be lazy. I got to get up tomorrow, and I know harvest is waiting for me. Don't be, like, all just sitting around. Be quick to sow what God tells you to sow, but you got you to obey this thing. Okay? Now, let's look at Mark 4.26. King James is great. Mark 4.26 is good. You guys are doing good. You all right? This is how the kingdom of heaven, right? It's how the kingdom of heaven works. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. Now, you see, he says, this is how the, everybody get this. This is how the kingdom of God works. Does that make sense? This is how the kingdom works. How many of you know the kingdom doesn't work with natural mindedness? It works with supernatural mindedness. You should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring forth and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the what? The blade. Look at that. Then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. Okay, I like that. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he does what? He puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So he's saying, right, you, you sows, it grows, but then when harvest time comes, he puts the sickle in. Amen. Well, what's that mean? Well, guess what? You've got to be great. You've got to be a great sower and you've got to be a great reaper. We got to put the 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 our attention on the reaping. We've got a lot of attention on the sowing, but how much work are we putting on the reaping? God's going to turn this thing around. So let me give you these. So let me give you what, what I really what I really felt. Write these down. There's five of them. Okay. God must reveal. Here here it is. Number one. God must reveal the kingdom mystery to you. Does that make sense? Just write it down. I'm going to explain it. God must reveal the kingdom mystery to you. Okay? This is how I'm going to show you how to do this. Okay? Yep. Well, like I said, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. What's a mystery? Things I don't know. Mm-hmm. How are you going to find out the things you don't know and God knows? You got to get in the spirit. Right. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't, I, you know where the job is? You know where the stuff is? You know where your next harvest is? I don't have no idea. You know how to do So listen, right? So look what it says in King James, Mark 4.11. I'm going to give you a couple places, and then I'm going to give it to you the answer you need to see, okay? So we got it. So we're going to have to pray in the Holy Ghost about money. Did you get that? Now, you ain't got to do this every day, but I'd be led to the Lord when God leads you to do it, to do it. Yes. I really would. I'm not playing around. Now, I never said this in 20 years of doing this. Well, why? Because it's a mystery. I don't know where it is. So if I don't know where it is or if you don't know where your harvest is or you don't know where you're, maybe you're going to partner with something. And I don't like partners in business. So if you don't have to get one, don't get one. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, don't, don't, everybody comes to me. Don't, if you, any of you guys got a partnership in here? Anybody got a partnership? You do? I don't know. Is this like one person? Just be careful because it's really, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never suggest it. I mean, I got guys, they're balling. I said, get rid of these guys. Because whatever you want to do, usually that's where the strife comes in. You know, like, oh, I want to go do this or I want to go do that or we're going to follow God and then you get, get connected and you just got to be really, really, really thorough in the understanding of the agreement. Otherwise, things go sideways. Right. And you guys being believers, I really want you to link with believers, like meaning this, not other believers because that's just as much a partnership as anything else. But I want you being linked with God's beliefs. Yeah. 
And then, bless you, I don't want you to ever have to stop doing something either. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm running it and you want to give it away, give it away. You know what I'm saying? So just be careful. But it's all right. It's all going to be good for you guys. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Because I only want God to be my partner. What if you want to give 30% away next week? Right. I got to go ask my partner. Right. Yeah. So you got to just, you got to okay. use your head. You got to use your head. So just be careful and you'll do fine. But here's what I'm saying. Your partnership with God is this. Look what it says over here, right? He said to what? Unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but in them that are without all these things that are done in parables. Mm. So he's saying this. He said, look, you're supposed to know the kingdom mysteries, but guess what? To a lot of people, they ain't got a clue. Does that make sense? You see that? So how do I understand these mysteries? Look at over here. Go to 1 Corinthians. You're going to like this. This is really good. Go to 1 Corinthians 2.6 in the Passion. 1 Corinthians 2.6 in the Passion. Okay? Now, we're going to read it slow, and you'll get this. So remember this. There's mysteries that I don't know. Correct? Do you know where your next harvest is? You know where your next increase is? You know where your money is? Your new money that's coming. So, like, do you know where the jobs are? No. Do you know where, do you know, do you know, do you know the investments? Do you know, I'm being serious. You don't think God knows? He knows all of it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? We got to give him access. And how are you going to know? You're going to know when you're knower. You might look at a stock. You might look at a plan. You might look at a bit. I like that. I don't know why. I can't shake that one, man. That's the one I'm supposed to do. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not some analyst, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Hey, that's not, that's a bad deal. It's beat. I don't like it. Something's wrong with it. I can't like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, uh, something ain't right. Oh, that's the company I need to call. Yep. I can't shake connecting with those guys wholesale. I can't understand why I, I'm telling you, yep. you got to be led to the Lord. I don't know why we're going to go, hey, we need to do this. I don't know, man. Let's just go, let's go door knock over there. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what, but guess what? There's money on that trail. Yep. There's money on that office. You know what I'm saying? You might get one new marketing tool and get a whole new stream of income coming in. Amen. God knows where those God knows where this stuff is. Thank you, Lord. God knows your partnerships. God knows meaning this, like who you're in your business. Like you, you guys got your own thing, but you might have to go partner with a wholesaler to get this action to come in. He knows who you're supposed to be with. He knows who you're supposed to call. He knows how to divinely orchestrate it. He knows how to put you at the right place at the right time with the right word. Yes, he does. But it's a mystery to me. Ain't it a mystery to you? Isn't it a mystery? Well, how many of you want to prosper? Okay, how many think God's trying to lead you to a place of prosperity? Yes. How many think God's? How many of you think God's trying to order your steps and get you there? Yeah. Right? Okay. Look what it says. However, there is a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. It's wisdom that did not originate in this present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age. Oh, who are what? are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is what? His secret plan, destined before the ages, to bring us into glory. Now, we understand a little bit as the Lord, but watch, he gets even deeper. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it, for if they did, they never would have crucified the Lord of the shining glory. This is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before things beyond our ability to imagine these are what the many things god has in store for all of his lovers read it slow read it slow 
This is why the scripture says, things never what? Discovered. Things never what? Heard before. How many of you got some things you never discovered yet? Amen. How, many of you got, how many of you got some stuff you never heard before? Yep. Hello? Yes. Isn't there some stuff? Yep. And how many more does God got laid up for them that love God? Amen. This is why the scripture says what? Things never discovered or heard of before. Things beyond our ability to what? Imagine. Oh my God in heaven. Are you reading this? Things you can't even imagine. He's got things you can't even dream of. He's got this thing so big, you can't even encapsulate it in your mind. Yes. He got something so big, you're over there dinking around with this little vision over here. God's like, man, you, you got, if you took a glimpse and seen what I got for you, your head would explode. Amen. I got something so big, you can't even imagine it. And I'm like, all right, well, cool, God, where is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where's this imaginary, well, to read it, right? He says what? He said, Things never discovered. That'd be nice to know. Things never heard before. I'd love to hear those things. Things beyond my ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all those. But what? But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Hey! Hello. Are you in this building? Hello. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I got a little lit when I said that the other thing over there. I really did. I got a little sideways in my head. Yes. <laughs> I really did. It's like, I don't know how you missed that one. Let me do it again. Come on. This is things never discovered. Are you getting this? You feel this? Some of you got to pay attention. You're like all goofy. Yeah, you better get this. This is why, this is why you need an audience. Things you need people to pull because that, that camera will pull. People will sit in a room and God will walk right by them and he'll give them nothing because they don't pay attention to him. Yeah. I, I got news for you. God does not, listen to me, let me tell you something about God. He, he, he walks by thousands of people uh, every, every Sunday. Not because he wants to, but because they, they don't pay attention to him. Wow. You're too preoccupied with nonsense. See, this is, watch. Watch how quiet it'll get. He likes it. You have to pay such good attention. And I learned that when a Bible seminar, 97, 90, 98, I, I literally locked in so hard. I was like at the edge of my seat and said, this guy's going to talk and change my life. And this is, how I, this is how I watched. Praying in tongues. These guys were all praying in tongues. They, Billy, they were praying in tongues during everything that was going on under their breath. You know, like Pastor Marty and those guys, keeping their spirit open. He's got to say something. This guy's got to say something. I knew what they were doing. They were pulling. Locked in. I don't know what time zone I was in. Five days of that, I was blasted. I, you could, they were trying to talk to me. I was like, Leave me alone. So he's going to say something. He had downloads. Heaven started breaking open. And then you go to church and people think, oh, I'm going to come in here and just be entertained. And God walks by millions of people a day, not because he wants to, because they don't know how to posture right in the house of God. It's true. See how quiet it gets? See how his presence shows up? You can't, you're not faking this. So when you hear it, Agree with it. You know why people don't have joy? Because they don't really have agreement with it. Right. Your, level, your level of joy is your response 
shows me the level of revelation. You want to know when you can stop saying something a million times? When people are so excited, when they hear it, they come out of their seat. Right. You know, like I say something like, all, he says that all the time. Yeah, by your response, I can tell you 98% of them didn't get it. So that's why I keep saying it. But when you're ready to come out of your chair, like my God in heaven, you know what I'm saying? So you're doing good. You're pulling. But when the next three scriptures I read to you change your life forever. This is what it's a mystery. I didn't know I was supposed to pray. I didn't know I was supposed to pray for money. There's guys talk, there's guys tell you don't. Just use your authority. And I understand that's cute, but guess what? No, 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 no. I found something here that's giving us a trail. I'm not disagreeing with them. I agree with every one of them. But here's what I do. I'm adding on. Use your authority, but let's add on. Look at this right here. Look at this right here. Look at this right here. Look, right? This is why I say, so look at this, right? This is, now, I know I'm reading this again, but you need to get it. You really grab it because you're going to grab it right now and you're going to run with it. This is why the scripture says things never discovered. How many got things never discovered? Mm -hmm. I know I'm redundant, but I need to be. Right. Or heard before. Mm -hmm. Things I, There's a lot of stuff I ain't never heard. How many need to hear some stuff about your future? Yeah. Hear some stuff about your destiny? Hear some stuff about your life? Hear some stuff about your kids? Things beyond my ability to imagine. That's three right there. I mean, I'd write those down right there, wouldn't you? Right there, right? Things I never discovered, things I never heard, and things I can't see. Oh, my God in heaven. Where are these things? Where are these things? They're mysteries. I want to know. Don't you want to know? Don't, things I never discovered. How many want to discover some stuff? How many want to hear some stuff? How many want to imagine some stuff? My God in heaven, where do we find this? Now, watch this. He tells you. Watch this. Watch. Watch. These are many what things God is in store for us because we love them. Well, praise God. Where are they? Yes. Right? What's the first thing you say? If Jesus came walking through the wall and says, I got things you haven't heard and discovered, things you haven't heard and things you haven't seen, a bunch of them because you love me, I'd be like, where are they? Where do I go? How do I get them? Look what he says. Look what he says. But God. Everybody say, but God. But God. Tim, ain't that good one? But God. This one, you hit the ham and me. Right? But God. <laughs> Get a damn but but God. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, the, the the mysteries and all that stuff. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. So wait a minute, stop. So He's saying all those things I didn't discover, all those things I didn't hear, and all those things I can't imagine. God's getting ready to reveal them. That's what He's saying. Well, where in the hell? How the heaven does He do this? Where, how you go, where is it? Is it like, you know, ain't you like, well, where is it, man? If it's on the Bible, I'll go find it. Where is it? Look, where is it, right? Yes, he has revealed what? To us, his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. So now it's all, it's all in the Holy Ghost. Now I'm like, great. All the things I need to discover, all the things I need to hear, and all the things I need to imagine are in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is in me. Yes. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Are you getting this? Are you in this church? All right. You okay with me? But, but God now unveils these things, right? Right? So where are all these things? The, through the who? Holy. The Holy Ghost. Who what? Who constantly explores all things. We ain't done yet. Keep going. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know the hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? Come on, right? So it is what? With God, his thoughts and secrets are what? Only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. He's, he's helping you. 
Watch 12 and 13. It's going to make total sense. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but we received the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Watch 13. And we articulate, now go back, these realities with words. Now, wait, 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 wait. we articulate what realities? The things that we need to discover, the things we need to hear, and the things we need to imagine. How do we articulate? How do we articulate, right? Articulate means speak, correct? Right? How do we articulate these words? How, what, are, what are the things are we articulating? The things we need to see, the things we need to discover, and the things we need to hear. All those good things that are beyond our imagination that are hidden in God, that he put in the Holy Ghost. These, what are the words we articulate, these realities, with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not words taught by human wisdom. We together, what? Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Go back. (laughs) Don't let this fly over your head, right? So how do we articulate these realities? With the words imparted to us by the Spirit. Woo! And what? And not with words taught by what? Human wisdom. Okay, I'm getting it. We articulate these realities. What realities? How about the words? Come on. How about the images? How about the things we need to hear? They're all in the Holy Ghost. So, wait, wait a minute. So we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Holy Spirit, not with words taught by human wisdom. They're not natural words. They're spirit words. We join together spirit-revealed truth with spirit-revealed words. So he said spirit-revealed truths in the Holy Ghost get connected with spirit-revealed words, and you pray it out in the Holy Ghost, and those mysteries of where the stuff is Start coming out of your spirit, and by faith, you connect. Now, what you got to do is this. You got to go, you have to use the imagination of your mind. By faith, grab wealth. You have to grab it in your internal. You have to grab the reaping mentality and pray in the Holy Ghost and go, God, I do do it like this. God, you want me to prosper. I sowed my seed. I've, I've sowed my seed. I know I'm supposed to reap. I have no idea on God's green earth where this stuff is. But inside of me, the Holy Ghost knows exactly where I need to be. And right now, by faith, I'm flipping the switch of faith. And I'm praying in tongues for my finance. God might just give you utterance and give you a vision in there. He might just give you direction in there. He might just give you an unction in there. He might just give you an... I'm praying for money, man. I don't care if you got a whole money in your hand. Whatever you got to do to keep your attention. Why? I got to reap. How many of you got projects, right? Maybe it's for the business, or maybe it's Rambam Bre Este praying in the Holy Ghost for your finances because those mysteries are going to be revealed. But you got to do it. Because I, how, isn't it being led by the Spirit of God? It's absolutely being led by the Spirit of God. It's absolutely being led by the Spirit of God. Praying in the Spirit. Now, watch this 1 Corinthians 14 2. You're doing all right? Give me a little bit more time. I want to give you these five. I'll do them quick. Read 1 Corinthians 14 too. You all know what it says. 
When someone speaks in tongues, we can read it in the King James right after this. I didn't tell you that. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands the word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He's speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. That's fine. You can just leave it there, right? Does that make sense? He ain't, he's speaking mysteries, intimate mysteries in the what? In the spirit. Woo. How many got some stuff you need to pray out? How many got some financial stuff you need to pray out? Yeah, yeah because how would you know? And then how do you know you got it? And I'm going to show you how you know you got it. Okay? You're going to get it. How many are you going to start getting? You're going to get. Now write this down. You're going to get on. You're going to get in money projects, business projects. You're going to get in these projects, man. Business projects. You're about ready to open a whole new line of communication in the Holy Ghost praying over your stuff. You see what I'm saying? You're gonna, you might just go in the office and go pray in tongues every day for a couple minutes. You know what I mean? Shut the door. Don't freak out all the neighbors in the queue, but, you know, you own the company. You do what you want. I had those guys. They come now, and I used to laugh. I, I told them what to do. I said, y'all, you better all be praying the Holy Ghost. Go in his boardroom, his stupid boardroom, collecting dust. I'd go walk in here every day and go pray in tongues for 15 minutes because there ain't no one you got a sense in your head and know how to run this joint. Right. And they're all like, oh, I was like, okay. Why in the heaven would you have the creator of the heaven and earth living inside of you and not let him out? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because you know why we don't pray in tongues? We don't trust it because we don't believe in it. You know what I'm saying? We don't believe in it. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you're doing a whole lot better praying in tongues than you are talking in English. So flip the switch and just go in there. Well, I don't, it's goofy. I don't understand what I'm doing. Ra, ba, 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 ba. Oh, give me a break. You're praying mysteries out. Amen. You're praying mysteries out. You understand that? Yes. Did you get this? Yes. Did you hear what I just said to you before? How many of you got some things you need to hear? My yes. God in heaven. Where are they? They're inside of you. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm sitting here thinking, should I even pray for finances in the spirit? You better believe it. Amen. You better believe it. You're, we're behind. Start praying now. And I'm not saying you got to give yourself 40, 50 hours in this stuff. But when you get led to the Lord, you better get on it. And when you got pressures coming in there or something's going on business-wise, you better up it a little bit. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Now write this down too. You reap by faith, but weak faith ain't going to get it done. You reap by faith, but weak faith ain't going to get it done. Let me explain that. Most people cannot maintain and sustain what God speaks to them. You're going to reap by faith, but weak faith won't get it done. Is that all right? Now I love, can you go to Amplify Classic and put Proverbs 18, 14 in there? You know what I'm saying? You guys are doing good. A lot of you guys are taking notes. It's good. You change your life in this room. You will. You can. You really will. Proverbs 18, 14. Is that all right? You got that? Okay. It, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak spirit and a broken spirit, who can raise up and bear? Did you write that down? Just write that down. You reap by faith... But weak faith ain't going to get it done. Now, I'm not talking about the size of your faith, but weak faith means this. You're not strong enough for God to speak to you because you're not maintaining. Right. And sometimes what happens is you, gotta, you reap by faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. And being led by the Spirit of God. Some of this stuff's so big, if your faith's not ready, you'll buckle. That's why God ain't talking to you about it. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Get your faith strong. Amen. Hey, you, you know when your faith's weak. And, you know, I hate that terminology, weak faith, strong faith, but you know when you're ready to hear something from God. And most people in the Bible, they weren't ready to hear, and they stepped out on something and could not maintain what was spoken. Yes. You see? Peter sinking in the lake. 
couldn't maintain what was spoken. You got to get strong. You got to be strong. Because you're going to step out in projects and stuff and following God. It's going to look like this is nuts. Yep. But you got to do it anyway. You pulling it in? Yep. So I got to have faith for this. How do I reap? Two things. Faith and being led by the Spirit of God. I got to believe I'm going to be a reaper. Yes. You got faith for it now. I didn't even know I was supposed to be one. I was a sower and a waiter and thought God was going to do it. God ain't going to do nothing. He's waiting for you to put the sickle in the earth. Did you see that? All right, you all right with that? So you got to have faith. Everybody say, I got to have faith. You got to maintain this thing by faith. You got to believe. You got to believe tomorrow that there's something to go reap. You got to believe tomorrow something's getting ready to happen. Okay? You got to think big. Okay? You got to write these down. Subtopics. My faith has to be obedient. Okay? You got to locate where your cornfield is. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean by that? Yep. How do I know where it is? Yep. But God does. You got to believe he's going to lead you there. You got to believe he's taking you there. You got to believe this stuff. Right? You got you to think big. You got to think big. Think big, man. God's big. Think big. It's too small. Think bigger. You're too small. Break the box. Think bigger. Don't settle. Don't settle for status quo Christianity. Break the box. Think bigger. Things beyond your imagination. Think bigger. Now, you got, now watch that. Once you start putting that into work, because we're going to make time now. We've got to get going. But once you start putting that to work, how many you know you got to do the internal structure? You know, they don't go build no building like 40 stories in the air with no foundation, man. You got to plow down before we build up. You got to start, some of you got to start knocking those pylons in the dirt and go, I'm getting ready to go on this faith project and I'm not going to buckle when I get out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Because how many of you been out in a little bit of faith project business-wise and you start feeling the heat? Man, it, it, it sounds a whole lot better to go back in the boat, but it ain't, you can't. Wow. Come on, right? Look, you're going to have to what? R write this down, number three. You're going to have to be spirit-led to reap your harvest. Now, I know we talked about it, but you're going to have to be really spirit-led. And I want you to look at Galatians 5.16. King James is great. You're going to have to be spirit-led to reap your harvest. And let me explain that. It says, walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another, so they cannot do the things that they would. But if you're led in the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, right? It goes on all that. Look at verse 22, it says. Now, look at the flesh is all that stuff over there. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, strife, sedition, heresies, evil, murder, drunkenness, all that stuff, right? You understand it. That's just your flesh. You know, people want to blame the devil for weak flesh. Yeah. People want to say, oh, it's the devil. It ain't the devil. You got, you got, you're carnal. So just get strong in the Lord and power of might. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So I mean, you know, if you're going to walk in the Spirit, you're going to have to walk in love. Yeah. So these are the things you got to work on if you're going to get, if you're going to get strong in this stuff of being Spirit-led. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, goodness, meekness, temper, such. There is no law. You've got to crucify your flesh. So you got to start, you got to understand this, that if you're going to prosper at this next level, you're going to have to do some spiritual maintenance. Yeah. Amen? Nobody wants to talk like this. Church wants to be Good. immature the rest of its life. You got to get strong, and you got to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. You can't just be, you know, people like, oh, you know, they got little, they got little pet peeves, but it's their flesh. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Getting in a strife all the time, that's your flesh. Yep. You know, get, getting hammered, that's flesh. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What's the matter with people? They're nuts. You know what I mean? It's like, no, man. It's like, you don't need to be going and getting in all those tomfoolery behaviors. <laughs> You're a spirit-led person. You're a believer. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
You got to like, you know, I'm not picking on nobody, but read it. That's what it says, right? I don't want to walk in love. Well, how in the world are you going to be led in the spirit? You ain't going to walk in love. God is love. Amen. So now you see, see what it says. The, 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 let me tell you right here now. And it's, it's going to sound bad, but I could care less because it's true, right? The money makes you spiritually mature. How bad you want it? The prosperity makes you spiritually mature. How bad you want it? Yep. See, God's got no problem with this. You ever been? You ever see somebody sick? And I don't want nobody, you know, I don't want nobody thinking sick. But you know what I'm saying? You get sick, you shut your mouth up real quick about what comes out of your mouth because now you know it's life or death. You ain't playing no more games, right. right? You know what I mean? Like you don't talk like a ding dong over there because man, I can't be saying that kind of stuff. Right. Spiritual maturity grows when you have desire, and God's got no problem giving you desire so you're spiritually mature. Did you get that? So now it's like, man, I want, the, I want to prosper so bad, I ain't going to say nothing negative for crying out loud. I'm not going to get in strife. Come on, right? right. How many of you get stuck? You know, like, I want to prosper. Yeah. How bad you want to prosper? Amen. Have you lost your opinion yet? <laughs> not bad enough. <laughs> Have you lost your strife? Not bad enough. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you got to work. I mean, I ain't saying nothing, bro. Jack my money up? No, sorry. Mess up my dream? No. You know what I mean? See what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got nothing to say. Everybody want to talk? Nah, I'm good. Time out. Peace. Why? Because I don't want to get dragged in this mess because my mouth's on an assignment to go somewhere. I don't want to undo with my mouth what my faith got me into. Right. Walk in the spirit. Amen. Right. Ba balance your life and say, man, I'm, I'm going to be spirit-led. I'm not playing no games. Because you got to be spirit-led, not just direction. You understand? You understand? Yep. I got to be a spirit-led person, meaning what? My lifestyle. And once you get the lifestyle, it's easier to follow the spirit leading. Because right. yeah. everybody just thinks, well, show me where to go. He's like, yeah, well, let me show you how to live. Amen. Come on. It's easier. Four, you're going to have to use your authority. You're going to have to know it and use it. Do you get that? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and uh, that's what we, you know, you have to, you, you have control. It may not seem like that, but I got news for you. It's true. He gave you dominion, Genesis 1.28, over everything. Look at Genesis 1.28. Just write these down and they'll help you. Don't accept financial pressure, lack, debt, poverty, none of this junk. Amen. Might not look like you're winning, but you are. Look what it says here. And God blessed them, and he said, and be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the whole earth. Okay? You have financial dominion. Yes. You got to use your authority. It might not look like it right now, but you better start slinging authority. Amen? Okay? You got to. And look, this is good. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you this thing. I, I like this thing. Because I, I, I started asking myself, because I'm going to give you this last one. I gave you five, I'll give you five. But, right, you got to have your authority lined up. But then I started asking myself, man, I said, with this re reaping the harvest thing, you know, I kind of got excited about it. I was like, well, how in the heaven did we do this sickle business, you know? And I was thinking about this. Of course, you know, you guys are honoring the tithe. You're honoring giving. You're honoring all these things. Um, you know, you understand that financial dominion defeats Satan's attacks. You know all this stuff. But for time's sake, I, I want to jump down to this. Um, I thought it was I thought it was big. Write these down. I got I, re I really got six of these things for you. Five. Joy 
Joy is an indicator that you got it on the inside. Amen. And that'll change your outside. Joy. You understand that? Joy. Where's your joy level at? Because if you don't have your joy level right, if you ain't getting excited about it, you probably don't have it yet. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You got re to reap your harvest, man. Don't quit on your seed. Don't give up. Okay? So this, this, is, this, this, this is what I was asking, right? You got to understand that joy, joy is a benefit for the believer. So you should be able to have joy about it. You know what I mean? When you hear about it, you should have joy about it. When you know you got it, you got joy about it. When you got joy, you know you, got, you believed. Amen. Faith enters into rest, but when you got joy and believe, you receive when you pray. When you got that joy factor on the inside, like, I got, I mean, I'm feeling good about this. I know it's good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got, I got that high yah in me. Like, yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. I can't see it, but I, yeah, praise God. I'm excited about that. Where's your joy level at? The joy of the Lord is your strength. But guess what? Joy is a great indicator of the receiving on the inside. So when you get to these things over here and you're like hanging on, man, where's your joy level at? That's the one God gave me, man. Hey, if you ain't joyous about it, you, ain't, you, you, you probably ain't there yet. Mm -hmm. So keep working it until you get convinced on the inside and get excited. But praise God, man, say it. Right. You ever been in a meeting like that? I've been in meetings like that. Just say it, bro. Yeah. Once you say it, I got it. Say it. Come on, say it. Say it. I'm so ready. Once you say it, I can be it. Say it. You say it, I'll be it. Just say it. Say it right now. Say something, man. Say something. I've been in a meeting so lit. I was like, just say it. That dude says it, man. I, I'm telling you, you say it out of your mouth, I'm going to be coming in the earth. Just say it. Say it. Why? Because I'm loaded, ready to go. Say it. Oh, that's it. That's mine right there. Praise be to God. See what I'm saying? You so lit. You so excited about it. You know, these people coming here Sunday morning, they're looking half asleep. I don't know what they've been doing. <laughs> Like they come like punching the clock. Like I'm so so pre preoccupied with nonsense. You know what I mean? Sitting there playing Candy Crush like a bunch of oh my god. You on Instagram in church? Man, if you on Instagram jerking around in church, you got to be the biggest dummy in the building. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Stay home and go play stupid games. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if those people were in my row, I'd move. I would, I would, you're going to screw up the whole row with your unbelief. <laughs> Jerking around, you don't want to play, you know, goofing off. You know what I'm saying? I get disciplined myself, man, when I come to church, man. I, I, if I sit in there, I'm locked in, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mess. You might say something that I need. Yes. You guys ain't like that, I know. That's like Sunday morning people. <laughs> well, there's not that many people in here, so you, can, you can't hide. You know what I mean? I could probably catch you, you know, if you're jerking around. You know what I mean? When there's a lot on Sunday, you got more blocking you. And you can hide behind somebody like, hey, man, I'm just going to send the... You know what I'm saying? But, man, you got you to gotta be ready for... Say something, man. Say, you know, get ready. Like, you're like a, you know, a catcher. Like, throw it, man. I'll catch it. I start throwing baseballs in here. Somebody get knocked out, jerking around. You got your head down. I hit you in the head with a... Evan starts throwing 90 again. Hit somebody to hit. Oh, my God. How, we're off the rail here. All right, look. So how do I do this, right? Okay. We, okay, now watch this. Ready? Now, this is big. How do I read my harvest? And then you know, you know what six is going to be. But this, I'll give you six in a minute. Right? So how do I put the sickle in? This is what I ask God. You ever ask this? He said, well, when you see the time of harvest, go get your sickle and cut down the harvest, right? I'm like, I don't know nothing about this, right? But when the grain is ripe, right, he said, the reaper, he puts the sickle because the harvest already what? Stands ready. It's ready to go. What? Okay. What is a sickle? 
right? It's a, ever see them things? It's a sharp instrument used for cutting crops during a harvest, right? Yes. Well, how many of you know this? Look at, look, at, look at our sickle. Our sickle is the word of God coming out of our mouth. Amen. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper to a sword, God. cutting between the spirit and the sword. We reap our harvest the same way we acquire anything else by faith. Our words cut down the crops and bring in the harvest. In fact, words are as important a part of the entire process as sowing and reaping can be. What you say is what you sow. You right? He said, with your mouth you sow. Come on, right? And he said, and the words you speak today will dictate tomorrow's harvest. So be sure your words are calling in your harvest of faith. They're powerful harvesting tool. Your mouth is the sickle. It's a two-edged sword. You start speaking. I'm going to step in. Tomorrow, I can't wait to get up tomorrow. Why? I'm getting ready to go reap something. Glory to God. I can't wait till next week because I'm going to be reaping more stuff. I got bumper crops coming in. Glory to God. These jokers going to be, it's raining. I can't see the rain. Come on. Who's Stop the rain, me. That's who. With my mouth, my sickles. God, God, you see, I'm rich, blessed. Here we go. That land's my land. Why not you? Come on. Why not you? You're the best seller. Why not you? Come on. You got to get your mouth. It's a sickle. Get it going. Come on. No, I'm over there. You're broke. Nothing good happens for me. Shot it. I said, what's my, I asked God, I said, what's the sickle? I don't know what a sickle. I know it's a little metal thing that cuts stuff. He goes, your sickle is your mouth. Sharper than a two-edged sword. It'll cut down. Man, you got to start calling this harvest in. Now I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. You guys got this wired. I'm praying. Next time you get a little funny with the money, you ever do this? Now I'm going to teach you something here, right? Six was this. Do what I tell you to do. Bind. Bind the devil, right? Claim it. Bind it. And loose those angels. That was six. Those are the six things God gave me. He said, tell them to do it. Now, that's all enough. Now, see right there? That's enough. You should just do that the rest of your life. Because if you believe me, see, it's what I say. See, the Bible says this. If you, if you believe the person in the name of the prophet, you get the prophet's reward. That's right. Amen. Yeah, God, and see, that's tough for somebody to say. Like, you saying you're a prophet? Yeah, here I am. Amen. So if you do it, it'll work even if I'm wrong. Amen. That's the craziest thing. God is so good. Yeah, because I'm like a donkey. I really am a piece of pipe. That's a, I'm really him. It's like, it's amazing. You know, sometimes you really can almost get a little bit like, God, do I have anything to do with this? He's like, no. So it's like, no, it's just me. Like, you could be a moron and tell them, run around the room seven times, a breakthrough will happen. If you do it, God will bless you because you obey. And he'll probably correct me when I go home. It's great. Great job. Everybody should have it. No, you know what I'm saying? It's like I get slapped at home, and you guys just run around the room and get miracles. Whatever. But, okay, I'll take the job. It's a great reward. But are you seeing what I'm saying about this? And then what do you do with three? And I'm going to give you the last thing. What do you do with three? Remember the last one? You do the three? I should say do the three. You claim it. Claim it. Bind it. You bind the devil, and you lose those angels. What are you doing with your sickle in your mouth with those angels? Get them moving every day. Go get my stuff. Go get those jobs. You know where those jobs are. Tell them jokers. Sit in the car and say, you know where these jobs are. I have no idea. Show me where to go. Mm-hmm. The GPS might start talking to you. I don't believe in miracles. Why not? Right. You know, why not? Yeah. You know, why not? The phone will ring. Why not? Right. Why not? I don't want to hear none of this. Business. Stop looking at the stupid stuff. Why not you? Why not now? Why not today? Why not miracles? Right. You know, they might call you up and say, you know what? We got all this work. Well, what do you mean you got all this work? Ain't nobody. No, no, no. I got all this work. It's for you now. I don't know. You ever have somebody do this? I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah I know why. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on. You know what I'm saying? 
and act cool when it happens. Be like, praise God, yes. I know. Okay? Okay, now watch this, and I'm going to leave you with this, and we're Thank done. You, okay, you ever been here? You ever, get, you ever get money in your head for a moment? Let me show you this. This is when you're going to know to really do this. You ever look and go, man, I'm not really settled in this financial thing right now for some reason. Right. You ever been here? Right. Everybody in the room's been here. Right. Nothing changed. It wasn't like your bank account dipped or something like that. But sometimes that money thing hits you. Yep. It's like, boom. You better up your game right there. Amen. Face off with it. Stop trying to push it aside and forget it's not there. It's there. Smack it in the face. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody gets a little bit like, oh, my God, how am I going to retire? Whatever it is. Yep. Right? You get that little nervous thing coming or whatever. Coming. You know what I'm talking about. Stop looking at me in that tone of voice. You know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, my God, gas is eight bucks a gallon. Uh, and, you know, you start looking. And you're not freaking out. But you know when that money thing hits you, just like sometimes that, you know, your body don't feel right or something. That body thing comes or something comes and it tries to, like, hit you. And you know, man, you better up your game right there and go, okay, we're going to face off. Let's face off. And you up that prayer time in that arena of wealth. Because you ain't going to do this every day. And that's okay. I don't think you're supposed to do it every day. And you could if you, you can't, like going to work, I mean, with the confession. But I don't know. How much time are you going to pray in tongues, guys? What are you going to do? All quit your job and sit in their church and pray all day? But there might come a day, and you can. You know, maybe you take a couple minutes and they go, hey, look, man, I ain't got nothing going on today. Praise be to God. I'm going to watch Squawk Box and pray in tongues. Why? I might just get a live wire. I don't know what you're going to do. But... You know, Brother Hagin had that guy, and he, he told that story. He said, the guy listened to How to Train Your Human Spirit like a thousand times. Remember that guy? He said he'd be shaving, right? And Bob Harrison told this story. Uh, he'd be shaving, and it was tapes. And he said, I would put the tape in, and when I was shaving in the morning, I would listen, How to Train Your Human Spirit, How to Train Your Human Spirit, How to Train Your Human Spirit, How to Train, because I want to hear from heaven. And he said, he got so good at it that he would get a business deal, and he would go, and he wouldn't make a decision. He would just go, and he would wait till he heard on the inside. And sometimes his head would be screaming, this is the stupidest deal in the world. Don't even get involved with this mess. And he wouldn't do nothing. He would never make a decision yep. until the Spirit of God spoke to him. And he would say, do it. And every time he did it, it would work. And then other times he'd be like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I'm going to be a millionaire for crying out loud. And he would wait till he heard on the inside. And on the inside, he said, don't do it. It's bad news. Wow. And every time he said he listened, he never missed it. And the guy was like a, like a millionaire or whatever he was, right? Because he was being led by the Spirit of God with business deals. You don't think God's going to lead you in business? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You don't think God's going to lead you in what you do? But here's what you do. you got to start giving yourself to it. And for the first time ever, I'm telling you what to do. Pray in tongues about it. Man, that scripture over there, don't that make sense? It's a mystery. I don't know where the money is. Right. It's in the earth, though. And i got to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And it's not just the money. It's influence. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's something you're starting. Maybe it's a new job. Right? We're going to get a new job. You get a new job. You get a new job by the end of the week. Okay? Why not? She needs a new job. Let's get a job. Absolutely. Right? Okay? Right? Get a job. Get a job. Why not? You know what I mean? You get a job in the room. They're laughing. <laughs> right? Why? why? Because, you, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? It's good. And in business, you chase it down. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So I was like, God, am I okay to say this? So I'm gonna, I want to reiterate this, and then we're going to go. Because I want you to understand this. And if we've got war and lack books, you can have them. Is it okay for me to pray about money? Yep. It's a mystery, man. Absolutely. I don't know where it is. It's in the earth. Do you know where it is? I don't have a clue. He's got things he's trying to tell me. 
He's got things he's trying, I'm trying to desire. He's got things I'm trying to imagine. My God in heaven, where are they? They're in the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Holy Ghost is in me, the hope of glory. He said, get in there, robangle, mangle, I'll tell you what to do. Now you got that sickle in your mouth, right? You get up in the morning, so I'm going to prosper, I'm going to make money. I don't care what you say. God ain't going to get bent with this stuff. I got to make money today. I'm going to go out there and make money. I'm going to make business deals. I'm going to make new contacts. I'm going to make new relationships. I'm, I'm doubling my portfolio. Yeah. What? Yeah, you're doubling your portfolio. Why not? Why not now? Oh, the economy. shut up, economy. I don't live on that. I, I, Isaac took a seed and stuck it in the middle of a dump. It was a dump. It was a barren wasteland dump. It was famine. He stuck the seed in the ground and flipped the dirt. The dirt had to obey the blessing that was on his life. You know how blessed you are? That's right. Go listen to that blessing Abraham 18 times, right? You're blessed. What do you mean I'm blessed? I'm the blessed. The land ain't blessed. I'm blessed. When I show up, the dirt's blessed. Right. Send me in the middle of hell, and hell would be blessed where I'm standing. That's the only place it would be good. Yeah, I went to India. They were all broke, and they bothered me. They were like, oh, we're poor, we're poor, we're poor. All the preachers were poor and broke and weird. And I, and I said, y'all better shut up around me. I got mad at the one guys, and I told them, I said, and I wasn't mean to them like in public. You know, I was like, you guys all talk broke. I said, there's resources here. I preach, rah, I preach this thing. Like, everybody's going to get blessed. I'm in the hotel. I left. I left the place. I went to the hotel. The phone's ringing. I said, why is the phone ringing here? Nobody knows I'm here. Nobody knows I'm here. Nobody has no, any idea where I am. They knew where I was with just them. PL knew where I was. And I said, why is this phone ringing? I pick it up. It was Bailey calling me from India. I go, what, what's up, bro? I go, we just left like, you know, 12 hours ago. 18 hours ago. We flew here. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I said, what happened? He said, this lady just sold the biggest offer we've ever seen in our life. I said, well, what is, how much was it? I don't know, it was a couple grand or something like that. I said, yeah. I said, okay. He goes, we want to know what you want to do with it. I said, leave it over there. We'll print books and we'll help with the Bible school. And I said, I said he said, they were flabbergasted, blown out. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, yeah. I said, well, I told you, God, if this, stuff, if this Bible doesn't work here, it doesn't work nowhere. On, don't tell me it's third world country. There's resources. Right. Stop limiting what God can do because of where you're at. Yes. Oh, I'm here. You kidding me? We live in America. This is the greatest place in the world. You can play video games and get $30,000 a month. Glory to God. Ain't that good? Yeah, do it. Do it. I tell these kids, I just tell these kids, don't do it. The one guy that comes here, his kid makes 30 grand a month. I'm not going to tell you who. He goes to this church. He said, his son's not here. I go, how much money is this guy? He's a grown man. He makes 30 grand a month playing video games and showing people how to do it. I said, are you kidding me? Teach me how to do it. Glory to God. I was like, man, that's almost half a million bucks a year playing video games. You tell me America ain't cool? Praise the Lord, man. Now, don't, no, kids, go to school, eat your vegetables, and listen to your mama. Stop. Don't get me in trouble, right? I'm going home. All right, but you get what I'm saying? But this is America, man. You can do anything. You can, you know, and it's not, it's not believing this dumb nonsense. Oh, it's, it's against you. Ain't nothing against you. You got God, man. So it's an equal playing field, baby. It's really not fair. You got an unfair advantage. You got God living in you. Use it. Use them. Use them. Pray in tongues for it, all right? Let's take this offering and go, all right? So praise the Lord. Now, you guys got it? And if you want the book, if you didn't get the book, hey, look. And, you know, you guys just be obedient to give. I think there's like, uh, uh, how many books are left? I got 12 of these left. So if you didn't get one yesterday, you better get it, then they're gone. And then we got to redo it. It's kind of weird. Needs to be new. But I, I like it. Praise the Lord. Come on, stand up on your feet. Come on, you guys. Let's. Uh, you guys did great. I, be I believe in you. And then... And then uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, make sure you get, you know, what's going on. Father, we just thank you right now for each and every person here. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them. I thank you for the people watching online.
I thank you, Lord, that they'll never be the same again. And financial freedom is on their way. And they have the supernatural blessing of the Lord upon their life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We're going to hang out. Hey, Lauren, maybe you could be in charge of that hangout thing. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You guys are dismissed. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.